You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom, this is uh, who we've lost during Corona. I, I don't think any Yeshiva has uh, had the amount of tragedy in terms of Gedele Rosh Yeshiva dying from Corona uh, in such a short time as has happened to Kaltera in Yerushalayim. Of course, this is was considered for many years, and, and many people's mind is considered one of the premier yeshivas in, in Eretz Yisrael. It's a yeshiva that, unlike, I would say, there's a looseness that is prevalent in some of the other yeshivas, um, a sense of, yeah, let the Bachram do what they want. The Bachram are, are old enough, they can make their decisions. Kaltera is a yeshiva in, in Bayat Bagan, which was always run with uh, a yad kifa, a sense of musar, the chevra that were there, it was it was it was connected to the uh, the Navardic understanding of avodas Hashem, and the rosh Hashivas that were uh, active in Kaltera, most famously, obviously, Rosh Hashanah the Mashkiach, Rav Rav Gedalia Eisman. Uh, this was a yeshiva that. <laughs> I'll be honest. It wasn't. I didn't think I would. Could, I could go there, but I respected greatly anyone who was part of that yeshiva. Uh, you knew that this was a yeshiva that was built on Torah and Aveda, and they threw in in a little bit more than a year have lost three rosh yeshivas. I can't say that I'm familiar with the uh, the Torah of those rosh yeshivas, um, but I know that they were all a uh, farnem. Rav Yechesko uh, Koren, um, Rav Shulam Favarsky, uh, and recently the the most recent uh, victim uh, of this terrible machla, uh, Rav Avram Erlinger, Zecher Tzadik Gadol Shlovrocha Ben Rav Shamshon Rafol, and and it's really on the heels of this third clop that I felt it was really important uh, to speak about what this Gadol's contribution was. Um, just the fact that at 20 or so, he became a Ram in Kaltera, um, itself speaks to uh, an incredible shlita on, on the Nyonim and ability to be Basmil, which is really inc- fantastic. <laughs> We're not just talking about somebody who, who, who became a substitute teacher somewhere. It seems like he already had uh, Talmidim who appreciated him at a very young age. And what I'm going to say that I think is, is a really uh, an, an aspect which is very unique is that he determined after being Mashkia so much Arbit in, 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 a, in, a, if, in teaching and being involved tirelessly, never pushing himself at the front of any sort of kolkere uh, or whatever, um, he decided to be mystalic from, from teaching. Uh, some say it was because, when I started looking into this this week, was because he recognized that the Bochum perhaps of this generation are a little bit attuned to something else, a little more showy, a little more flashy perhaps. Um, their attention spans weren't that, 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 that great, even from 20 years ago. But, um, and also he wanted to continue what had become really his his life achievement, which was the Sefer Birkas Avram. Uh, it started off on, on, on the Mesechtas that were being learned in the yeshivas. Uh, and it was a, a very incredible bestseller for people. People w- w- would buy it. It was written very much in the, in the spirit of, of the Gedele Achreinim, and it allowed many Talmidim to really feel a connection to the material without necessarily going into something that was um, uniquely Israeli. Like I know American Bochum uh, liked the Sefer a lot. Uh, it was a Sefer that didn't talk down to them, but it was also a way for Bochum, I think of a certain age, and uh, you know, those that use the Sefer can, can attest to that, to actually be brought into the world of Lumdus, the world of of, of, of raid, uh, you know, different than Rav, Rav Steinman's Eichertzadik Lavrocha Sefer, which was 
Hilos HaShachar, which came out, I think, in somewhat of a similar time, or uh, the Nachlas Meisha, I'll talk about that in a second. This Sefer was really the Midah Beninus. Hilos HaShachar, although you know, it wasn't clear who was the Mechaber, then eventually became clear that it was Rav Steinman, was a Sefer that the Ha'aris and the Chidushim, the points that were made there were very unique and different and very reflective of, of, of Rav Steinman. Uh, the type of things that sort of borrowed a little bit from the what the raid was, but really was very much in his own on his own path. Uh, the Nachlas Moshe, which is another safer that came out about at that same time, was a safer that was really sort of like a, a primer. Uh, to help people, to help them with the Havamin and the Taisvis and going in line by line and explaining. The Birkas Avram was sort of, you're, you're ready for Lamdas, you're ready to be a Lamdan, you really want that? Come to the Sefer and, and after you've learned the Sugya, you can see that I, this will be a help, this will allow you to swim, this will allow you to not just know things from left field, redo the uh, the halachic and the Talmudic material that's there and redoing it in a way that pushes you into some, <laughs> into the chabura of the arayot, of, of the lions. That, and, and I think many Bochram who have, who have talked to me over the last week when I've reached out to them have told me how great the Sefer made them feel. So despite the fact, again, Regardless of the thousands and thousands of Talmudim that he was teaching in in Kaltaira, the numbers who were connected to Birchas Avram are are immense, and this makes him uh, Rabbi Avram one of really the great uh, teachers who gave chizuk through his sefer. But it wasn't just divrei musa; it wasn't uh, the musa. It was the sense you can do it, you can be part of it, you can be part of this chabura of lamdonim. Now, Rabbi Avram himself. Was a uh, it was it was very unique that Ravram Yeshua uh, Soloveitchik, uh, the son of Rabbi Yosef Doiv of Eretz Israel, not the one in Boston, obviously, um, was came out to be Maspid, and which he's usually not involved in Espedim, and the reason was 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 because of the great connection Rabbi uh, Rabbi Erenler had, and throughout the Sefer, even the the little that I have looked, you know, as I have been scanning his his pages, I've seen a a, a real, you know, he he consistently quotes the Briskarov or Rabbi Yosef, the Briskarov son, Rabbi Yashaber, and um, he was very uh, connected to uh, the the Brisk. Approach, not in a way, though. However, that was, was stunted and stilted. Uh, he, he also learned uh, Rav Erlinger uh, was zochet to learn uh, by Rachaim Shmulevitz, and um, he felt that Rachaim, in many ways, was 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 his rebbe. Uh, I, I read that he had, was a chavrusa with Rav Nochem Partsovich, Rav Nochem Trucker, who was my rebbe uh, for a, a very gishmaka period in Mir. I have to say, um, you know, and, and you know, I don't think his derech is very similar to Rav Nochem. Uh, Rav Nochem Partsovich, um, again, from what I've, you know, Rav Nochem is uh, is is almost um, uh, doggedly uh, connected to certain points that he builds and and creates big yisoides from them uh, in ways that that are subtly different from what had been the standard approach. Rav Nochem was. You know, an, uh, I would say original almost to a fault in some ways compared to Rav Erlinger. Rav Erlinger, in many ways, is 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 a much more calming, uh, safer. Rav Nochem uh, can upset you almost with um, with uh, his understandings because it, in, in many ways it, it turns sometimes he would sometimes turn the table over in terms of what mo- most people thought the Rashi was really saying or the thesis was really saying however obviously these are two great men and the fact that they were chavruses with each other um you know is somewhat indicative I, again i've heard also that 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 um the anivus to understand when to hang up the spurs that there's times when there's we should let the new door come and be the malamdim and what he felt he was going to do was to turn to the mesechtas that weren't necessarily learned in the yeshivas during morning seder 
uh, the yeshivas, but misachtas that were full of incredible yedias, obviously like all of Shas. And specifically when it came to Masechtas Rosh Hashanah, which is the Dafyomi that we're learning today. So I want to just do three pieces uh, from his own Torah on Masechtas Rosh Hashanah. One thing you see when you look at the Sefer is that it is um, organized, I believe, in an interesting way. Uh, he, he First of all, of course, he gives you some subject titles. But he also uh, separates the you know meat and potatoes Gumarashi Taisa's part to sort of subjects, and he's I think he's whoever helped him and maybe he edited it himself. It's it's woven in a way that's very um, easy to use. So in other words, after he already deals with you know the, perhaps part of the shock of attire or the uh, the issues on the page, he deals with sort of this topic, and since this is a, a, a this time we usually uh, develop for Chuva Supoiskim, um, this is a topic that I think is no gay upsock quite a bit. Uh, the Gemara says on Daf Yudalid, Amid Beis, the Gemara mentions that in, in Rosh Hashanah, that Rabbi Akiva uh, was Malakit and Esrik on Rosh Chodesh uh, Shvat, and he took the Esrik uh, on Rosh Chodesh Shvat which was already by that time the year three in the cycle, according to Beishamai. But according to Beisilva, there was another two weeks left. Okay. So this was an esrog that because of the time that he took it, it was un, it would now have two dinim, the Gemara says, according to Rebekiva. It was, according to Beishamai, it would have been, there would have been a din of uh, Meiser Shani. Uh, Meiser Ani, I'm sorry, because it would have been the... Th- uh, Meiser Ani, I'm sorry, because it will be in the third year. According to Basila, it would still be Meiser Shani. So the Gemara says that Rabbi Kiva made a point of taking the Esrig, of the Esrigim that he took, and being Mafrish 10%, and that was his Meiser Shani, which was like Basila. But then he was Machalo that, as Taisus explains, and then took the uh, the, the monies. And which now became had Kedushas Meister Shane, he would take that to Yerushalayim. And then he would take the um the the fruit itself, which was now uh choil, but it, on the tzad that it was Meister Ani, it was never Meister Shani in the first place, and then he would give that to Ani. So he was being Yodse both opinions. So the Gemara asks on Rabbi Akiva, what's going on? How can you uh how? What are you doing here? You're being machmir. You're being machmir like Beit Shammai and Beis Hillel? We know someone who the, the Gemara seems to quote like a, a, a Bryce-like statement that if a person is no way like Beit Shammai and Beis Hillel or the cool of, of, of the chumras of both, you're exil. You're called exil for for doing that. Now, how can Rabbi Kiva is very far from being exil? How would he ever do that? So, um, so the Gemara says that Rabbi Kiva was not exil, although he was doing this act of being mafresh uh, according to both. It's because he wasn't sure what was the uh, the girsa in the mission. He wasn't sure what the where what Basil really held. And since he was really, really Mesopic and Beis it's not that he was trying to be Cheshish for Beis but he wasn't sure what Beis Hillel Shita was. That is the, um, that is the, what the Gemara says. Now, why you're called Exil when you want to be Machmir, like both? It would seem to be that's what a Frum person should do. <laughs> that's what a Paisic should do. So Rav, uh, Rav Erlinger quotes the Rashi. Rav Ash, Rashi says, why are you Exil? You're exil. You're going like the humorous of both opinions. That's like exil, a fool in the darkness. Because don't you know how to learn? Aren't you able to figure out So Rashi then goes on to say, but in but if you have two different arguments, they aren't in the same piece, like here, what is this asterisk? 
and sometimes you're Mako or sometimes you're Mahmir. He says, then you're not a Russia or a Xil because you have a right as a Talmud Chacham to decide like one Rav one place and one Rav in a different place. That's the Gemara. Okay. Rav Erlinger has a problem with this. His problem is like this. Why are you calling that person exil? A person doesn't trust himself. A place, even a person who's living according to Aloha, he should, he tried his best. He's not sure who's right. I, I, who am I? I don't want to be Machmir. Why are you calling him exil? In fact, he says, if what we're talking about is an Isra Daraisa, and over here, again, it might have been uh, Meiser or Mitzvah, dar, it might have been Daraisa, depending on what the period of, of Verbikiva's time was, but let's say in a Din Daraisa, where you're being Machmer like two shitas. He says, the Ran in Chulun says, you have to be Machmer. You're Machuyev to be Machmer. In fact, we find throughout our halachic history, from the time of the Gemara on, People are machmer on themselves, and the paiskim say, machmer tovo evrocha. So the, it, it's strange, Reverend says, that we learn this Gemara and we say, oh, you're exil for being machmer. And even Rashi says, well, you should be smart enough. <laughs> you should be able to be machmer. What, you don't know? You have to know how to be machmer? He says that. That's we're supposed to have the guts, we're supposed to have this courage to go. I'm going like this, Shita, and that's the way. I, and, and, and there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Is that what we're supposed to do? We know in Shas, many times we say, Hilchas are like this, Talochas like this. We're not sure who the like. Many times the Gemara says, as, as he quotes from the Gemara and Brochas, Hashto Yitmer, Kemar, Kemar, David Kemar, David Kemar, So you can go like either one but you can see we're not sure what to do. The Gemara itself does not sure if, if we can pass kind of like review Yehuda. This is the Gemara he's talking about in terms of davening Mariv. Uh, do you have to wait till uh, after Shkia or, or Tzeis to daven Mariv? Or can you daven Mariv after Plaga Mincha? Are, are you allowed to? Gemara says, well, we're not sure. Though, but it, it, we haven't been Machria. Many sugyas were not Machria. So how could you say this person is exil? So he wants to say the following, that the Gemara, although it's quoting a Pusik, um, a, a statement, um, it's not referring to us. He says, You have to be on that level. In other words, a person who's really a level of psak. A paisik, a person who can paskin for himself. Now, Rabbi Salantar always said a person should be able to paskin for himself. <laughs> Shouldn't have to necessarily need the Rolodex to paskin. He should know on himself how to paskin. But Rav Evangel is saying there's certain people that are murameam. They are gedayle oilam. They are gedayle oilam. And they know how to paskin. And they can use their svara to say, to realize who's correct. And if there's a svara involved, then they should be able to use that. Even if others before them had argued about it, you have, if, you're, if you are on that level, you should be able to paskin. And the fact that you don't is a tain on you. It's almost like you're, you're, you're willing to, to remain clueless or willing to remain un, unknowledgeable about it. Why? Masha'enu mis'ameku mis'yageya. You haven't really worked hard enough. You haven't really pulled, rolled up your sleeves to try to figure it out. That's what Exil does. It's not Exil. Exil isn't just a silly person. Exil is someone who doesn't care enough. Exil is someone who can be who can be shown one thing or the other because he isn't used to the amelus and taira of his thought to be able to get to the maskana and work as hard as he can till he understands what the psak is. But he says, that is the level that we expect from someone like Rabbi Kiba and his time. But we shouldn't use this Gemara, he says, 
to look at all, like all the people who were starting to learn his safer, I would say. The people that were that were learning his safer, the young people that that the safer I think was 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 inherently meant for. Um, um, my good chaver who's here would see this and he would say, "Look, if you're on the level of of a godol bizro, a godol elam, of course, but everyone else, other rabba." And he and he quotes here to prove this uh, again a wonderful bikiyas in Rabbeinu Yoyna, the Talmud Rabbeinu Yoyna, really more accurately. On in, in Brochus on Daf Beis, um, and, and with the discussion of when you should have in Mariv. So we know, of course, that it's Gimel Kichovim Abenanim, three med- medium sized stars. But Rabbeinu writes there that the Oilam, the Talmud Rabbeinu writes there that it's 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 hard to know the difference between the sizes of stars what's middle size and what's considered um a large star or 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 a big star so are, are you sure are you sure that big star that middle size star is not really a large star because a large star it's you can't dive in Marv yet. You can't uh, not Marv, you can't say Krishna yet because it's still too early. Okay, well, there's three middle-sized stars. That's good enough. Are you sure? Are you sure those stars? So there, Rabbi Yena says, uh, his Talmud and quoting his Rebbe, that a person should be Machmir, that a person should be Machmir, that and, and, and wait till it's Gimel Kechovim Ketanim and push, especially when it comes to, to, to Shabbos, and even when it comes to Kriyashma, you should wait till that. Rabbeinu then writes, this is what he quotes from his Rebbe, the Talmud, the Rabbeinu that we have to realize, we, we, you know, the, it, it, that's where you, the real Yira is, is when you are Mizoyer from things you can't be Mavar. Ikara Yira Lizoker Misfekus. And in fact, Rabbi Yenna brings a riot to this. Again, he doesn't quote it, Rabbi Yenna, but it's a famous Rabbi Yenna. He brings a riot from the fact that an Oshem Toli, where you're not sure whether you did an Aveira or not, um, uh, uh, that your Chayv Kari is for, is 48 times more expensive than a Chattas. A Chattas, you, you could get by with a Danka. You could get by with, a, with one, with the with sixth of a Ma. Uh, it could be the ch- very cheap carbon. And that you, that's when you did an Avera Bavadai. But when there was an Avera that was Besafek, the Torah is more machmer on you and makes you be bring even a greater carbon, even though you might not have done the Avera, in order to tell you, don't think that you're okay, because maybe it is early enough to say, maybe it is late enough to say Kriyashma. Maybe it is, yeah, it's only a Suffolk. Yeah, look, I'm a Suffolk. Okay, look, it's only a Suffolk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that it's correct. Rabbi Yena tells us, no, that's not the case. You have to be machmer. And the Torah knows that a person has a tendency to say, yeah, well, I'm not sure, but it's only a Suffolk. I might be right. Let me just assume I'm right and go do it this way. No, you have to be machmir. In fact, that's where the that's where Yiras Hashem takes place the most, is that that you're being machmir misafik. Not to do an Avera Bavadai, Rabbi Yenis says, of course, look, the guy feels terrible that he did an Avera Bavadai. We don't need him to pay so much money. But where you might have done the Vera, might not, if we don't force you to buy this huge carbon, you're going to think in the future, yeah, well, I think I might have been okay. There's a 50% chance I was all right. That's called mitzvah salderach ahergel. And that attitude that uh, it's such a wonderful tzushtel that Rav Aronga makes shows you that that's the way we have to, to respond. You're not sure what to do? Oh, I might be right? No, you have to be machmir. Now, then he goes further, and he says, "Self did not hold himself as one of the G'dayle Oilam. He was an incredible onof. So how about a person w- would say, look, <laughs> you know, I'm machmir, okay? You know, you, you know I, I might really know what the halach is, but I want to be machmir like both shitas. He says, Ain't peda. If you want to be machmir in a way that it's not obvious that the two are contradictory to each other, that it's all right. But if you're going to be mafrish, maiser sheni, and then be paid to it, and then take the same um, 
and, and then take the, the pay race and give them to an Ani. So in a way, and people can see that, so that shows you that in the same subject, you're not sure. That looks like a chuk of in, when it's within the same aspect, what is this S-rope? Is it A or B? So you do both? How can it be A and B? When, when, when it's within the same object, then it looks strange what you're doing. Even though we understand, the, from, the, the, the Yerei Hashem understand what you're doing. But, it doesn't, but the optics are bad, he says. And he even goes further and I, this is a wonderful explanation. It says, When a person's not Godel, and we know that you've reached this level, and then we are looking at you, and we're watching every action that you do, the same way Aaron himself obviously took notice of what the, how the Priskarov acted, and Rav Chaim, and all the great G'dayim, that he was Mishamish. G'dayim Yisrael, people harp on, uh, they, and, they, and they check out everything that they're doing. So here we have the Godel, Rabbi Kiva, who is, who is acting in a way where he's contradicting his, himself. So he says, that would be a chil Hashem. Why? People are going to say, yeah, he couldn't be machria. Oh, he's doing something that contradicts itself. Either way, the masses, the people, again, the people who, are, who need the G'day Yisrael to be on a pedestal, if they see this type of action done publicly and in a way that within itself it contradicts itself, he says that could be that's called That's what they're gonna say. So even though on one hand you would say the Chochem needs to be a great Yori Shamayim and he has to be worried, but if his actions, especially that people, and it gets out whatever people do, people notice people around you, people in the house, so people find out, they have an Achrayas to, to be courageous. They have an Achrayas to be on a certain level where their, their Psak is definitive. And if not, it leads to the point that people, people feel the postkim. Are are, are 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 in the dark. This is a, a, a an interesting approach. I, I think it's Inger, um, I don't know if he was one of the pioneers in this, but he definitely followed what many uh, rabbonim and 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 and, and Rosh Hashivas was to try their hand at, like the Chafetz Chaim did and others, to to write biurim. Sarna and others on the great Sifrei Musar. So Rav Erlinger also, besides the Birkas Hafroam, uh, put out, and I, again, it must have been from great personal expense, a biurim on Mesilas Yesharim, like a, uh, an edition of Mesilas Yesharim with his biur in it, and an edition of Shari Chuva with his biur in it. Now we know when a Rosh Hashiva, when a Lamdan, uh, gets a hold of Sifre Musar, of course, he's going to bring out the depth of, and, and, and look at just like the Chafetz Chaim did as a Rishon, uh, like any Rishon in Shas. So he quotes the Mesos Yisharim in Midas Aprishus. In Midas Aprishus, the Mesos Yisharim writes, and this is in the 14th uh, parak of Mesos Yisharim, that sometimes you have to be a Pirish to be machmir yochid Again, the, this is talking about the sefer that's the uh, the recipe, the 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 primer for the bnei taira. and mesosi shalom writes that sometimes you have to be machmir like adas yochid, even though the mesosi shalom writes ain't But if what that yochid wrote is taimaynira. That it's it's you can see the idea behind it. Even though the Gemara Paskin's not like that, if you want to go up the ladder of of midos toivos, you need to be machmir. You should be pirish and 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 be machmir, even though the halacha is not that way. Even if you could be meiko, and he brings a rai, of course, from the Gemara Chulin about Yecheskel, that uh, Yecheskel Anovi. That he never ate from a behema shahira b'chacham. Now the chacham paskin that the animal is 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 kosher. 
that the animal is not a trefa. But if it had to be brought to a chokham with a suffix, I don't want to eat from that meat anymore. Or a behema that, that, that's mesukenes, that is not a trefa, but we see it might be in a situation where, again, this is a little bit of a halachic uniqueness that the animal is, is in a way on its last legs, but it hasn't been halachically called a trefa. So you're allowed to shecht it and, and, and the, the, the meat is kosher. The, the Nevi'im and the Tzadikim would not eat from such meat. So, the Mesosi Sharm quotes that and shows you this is a Hanhoga that people should have. Yes, Laloch, it's mutter, but if you want to become a real Yorei Shamayim, you want to reach that level of, of Zihiros, Zrizos, going to the level eventually of Ruach HaKadosh, that's what we all have to aspire to, then you have to be a Pirish. And you have to be Pirish, even though you know the Halacha is not that way. Which again, stands in contrast to the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah. But again, this is for the Oyved Hashem. The Oyved Hashem, like he quoted from Rabbeinu Yonah, now from the Mesos Yisharim, this is what the Oyved Hashem needs to be. Um, he brings further uh, uh, something that I just stumbled over recently, a Chiddush in the Be'er Alocha. We know Hidr Mitzvah is Ad Shlish. All right. That means that if you find a better Esrig than the one that you have, um, if you find a better estrog than the one that you have, so in you would have to pay a, a third more of in order to buy that better estrog, even though the one you have is 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 kosher. And again, do you have to give it back? It's a question is that you have to be mishtadil uh, to buy, and you have it's within your means to buy it. So the Be'er Alocha quotes the Prima Godim, writing the Be'er Alocha quotes the Prima Godim. Now let's say you have an Esreg. They're both as, uh, in terms of external looks, they're the same. But there's one prat about it that wouldn't be so nicker. But according to some poskim, this would be a puzzle Esreg. Maybe it has to do with, again, Whatever the halachas might be, it's not like it's obvious within the estrig itself. But you know with your knowledge that according to one shita, this estrig wouldn't be, you wouldn't be yotze. So even though rov shitas hold this estrig is fine, and it looks beautiful, he says that you also have a din of buying the other one, at a more expensive price. There's a hider mitzvah in halacha as well. Even though nobody would have tightness on you, we don't paskin like that shita. But this estrog, you can be yotze, even that das yochid, so you're mechuyiv to pay more. So all of this proves really the, the attitude that most people should take. So it says, kol zemlechiach, that is rak pa'ifin shiyesh dvarim seisrim, it's only in a situation where it's within the same, like the case of Rabbi Kiva, in his case of an Esrik, where he was doing an actions that, that contradicted each other, because if it's one, it's not the other. And that would only be, for an Adam Godel, there would be this sense of Chil Hashem. But if not, if it doesn't have this, then Nadaf Yudzayin Ambez has a list of all the terrible persons, people who don't just spend a little time in Gehenna, who never get out of Gehenna. Gehenna is kolav, enem in kolav. Their punishment is eternal. They are considered from the worst human beings that have tread the face of the earth. Uh, it's a hard gemara to learn with Balabatim from uh, who have sometimes a secular perspective. I've just taught it, and those of you that are part of the Dapiomi and teaching it, you, you might have that same feeling. How can we speak about this um, in ways that, that, that we, these are people who are considered, you know, apikorsim and we, they, 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 they lose their schus hachayim and that they are considered the worst people in the world. Um, Rav Erlinger writing for the B'nai Eretz Yisrael in primarily understood that this was something that he needed uh, to, to speak about. To speak about, especially Eretz Yisrael, which is, of course, uh, has so many um, uh, non-religious Jews where the 
attitudes are so stark, where there's such polarization, and there's are unfortunately uh, redifus that has occurred from the non-religious to the religious. So it was important for Rav Erlinger, and he does it a number of places, flaunting Torah and mitzvahs, uh, people who who don't want to be connected uh, to religious life at all. So when he was speaking about them, as he writes here, he says, Dinim Bahalocha. Even though this is a safer that's built on understanding the Gemara, he knows that he needs to come out here and write to his readership, Halacha Lamaisa. Um, as you can see, um, he quotes the Rambam. The Rambam in Ilchas Ritzayach says that if you have someone who's a min, someone who does Averis Lahachis, um, even whatever sin he's doing, he believes God is wrong. That is a min and apikairis. They obviously don't believe in Torah and Nevuah. Mitzvah lahargan. There's a mitzvah to kill them. And if we can, we should kill them. And if not, do whatever we can to kill them. Um, someone who's not on that level, of course, the Rambam writes, and Rav Erlinger is quick to point out, then you should try to save him. But if he's someone in this level, and that's someone who's someone, that's an enemy, of, that's your enemy. There's no mitzvah of loving him. You have to hate him. You have to try to kill him. Um, Rav Ermaga then quotes a number of the other uh, pieces in the Rambam from Hilchas Tshuva, Hilchas Avedazora, Hilchas Mamrim, Hilchas Eidus, um, that they're puzzled, they're called Rishoyim, as he says over here, um, they are worse than Goyim, the Rambam writes. Elu hamordim v'hakoifrim p'chusimein menagoyim. Why? Because a non-Jew, um, you wouldn't push into a, a, a pit where he would die, but these people, he says, and a non-Jew, they're chasidim e'olam haba. But these, like, like as the Gemara Rosh Hashanah seems to imply, they don't have elam they they are worthless. And therefore, you should be mired them. You should push them in. Now, there are, um, uh, he, he, he quotes here of Erlinger that the Rosh disagrees with the Rambam. Uh, it's quoted by Ricky Vager. That even if you have someone who's a Rosha, Gomer, Kaifa, Apikairis, you don't have a right to mamish kill him. You have a right to push him into a bar or, or to fool him to go into the bar because he doesn't die when he gets pushed into the bar. His death will happen eventually, but to, it'll happen from exposure. It'll happen from some of the creepy crawling things that are in the bar. But it's not necessarily a, it's not a Maiseritzicha directly. Um, that is the Rosh. And the Shulchan Aruch actually goes like the Rambam. And uh, the Shulchan Aruch actually writes like the Rambam that if you have someone on this level, you are allowed to kill him. And the um, the Ramah accepts the Rosh. Rikiveyer quotes it right away on the Shulchan Aruch. He quotes the Rosh, the Chuvas Rosh. Uh, the Ramah, as Rav Erenga points out, writes it when it comes to a Moiser, when it comes to someone who um, is a um, informant who has informed on the Jewish people in terms of getting them in trouble or taking their money away. That he quotes that, that you're not allowed to actually kill him via dayim. Shach famously argues. And we know in our history, Klal Yisrael has had, um, and you, you know this if you speak to, if you know anything about uh, the Chuvas Forum in the European history, you know that Klal Yisrael has, has acted like the Shulchan Aruch and the Rambam has killed a lot of Moisrim. Um, but the Rosh says you're not allowed to kill them via dayim. Again, why the Hanoga occurred? Obviously, because they felt these people need to be killed. Otherwise, it's a uh, it's a, uh, a kid that's just going to make things worse for Claudius. Now, here's the problem. Take that now to a modern state. Okay, the state of the people, the Bnei Torah, whether they're in Kol Torah or in Hebron, wherever they are, in learning uh, Birkas Avram. So here, he felt he had a responsibility to write. I, I, I gave you all the Meir 
And you can see how he's stressing that. He made sure that when the Sefer was printed, no one should ever use any of this stuff as even whatever you want to say, he's, he's a kaifer, they're terrible, we should try to look what they're doing to us, they're closing down the yeshivas, they're, they're taking our money away, they're pushing us into the army, whatever it is. If you get involved in that, it's going to come back. For it, you, you have no right to be, even if you want to say there's a mitzvah based on the Rambam, to be, uh, to, to take action against these people, you know what's going to happen. You are going to be caught. You are going to be killed. And it's going to be also a kitrug on the other haredim. You know that's what's going to occur. Again, remember when Rabin was, was, was assassinated. If somebody would take all these Makairis, the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah, and build on it, to be Malak at the Rambams, just like Rabbi Erlinger did, then you would have to give that person a din of a Reivif. He was over in Chil Hashem. And on this, he quotes Taisvis in Avedah Zorah that says that the only time we were even mired anybody was when we were in control. Now, what does that mean, Reverender interprets this to mean when we have a, our own control of the government and it's a government about Torah. It's, not a, it's a government the Sanhedrin is involved, Besden is involved, not the way things are today. The um, and he points out the Goin in Yoridea mentions this Taisvis, and therefore we don't have that today. We're not in control. This isn't a Torah government, and Chasvasholim to be aggressive and 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 bring yourself to violence against uh, people that you see as uh, the Sina Yisrael. Now, he also mentions here one of the most famous uh, There, People who know nothing about the Chazanish all know this piece. The Chazanish in, in Yeridea writes that this, that the Talmud talks about, about pushing people into a pit and letting them die from exposure. The Chazanish says that was only where you feel the person was in the time of Chazal, where where cannot oh, open miracles happen, if not open miracles, but you saw how great the G'dayla Yisrael were. You saw that people were on an incredible level. And they were Meshamash Babasko. Look through the Talmud, you'll see that these individuals were, 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 were like Malachim. During that period of somebody would decide that he uh, wanted to be chayvak on chazal, be kaifer b'divrech hachomim, do averis lahachis. Clearly, that person uh, is is irredeemable. But today, everyone, and this is this is bigger. This chazanish is not about the idea of tinek shenishpa. That's another chiddush the chazanish says in terms of what tinek shenishpa means. The chazanish has, but this is even about the idea of. He's not a Tinek Shanishpa. He knows what he's doing. But his Merida, his, his rebellion is not the rebellion you think it is. Because Chazal aren't, we aren't who we were. And, and you don't see the Hashkocha from Hashem anymore. That is a, a piece of the Chazanish. Uh, like I said, it's very, very famous. But what he writes here, although that could really back up his case, he says, <laughs> the Chazanish wrote it, and it's a Chiddush. It's not written anywhere. Um, His Rebbe, the Briskerov, saw it, I guess, it printed in the Chazanish and felt that it was, it was strange to accept such a thing. However, he's not really arguing with the Chazanish about what to do. He just feels the philo- philosophical outlook to get there is wrong. He feels what the Chazanish is saying is, uh, it, 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 it seems to be um, tinkering too much with Chazal. 
so therefore, he would rather just try to put a lid on uh, this type of uh, activity just based on Chil um, Hashem and Pikuach Nefesh, not because Me'ikara Din, that type of activity would be incorrect, um, that there's no room for it. The Chazanish is almost saying, like, what was true then is Bechlal not true today. The Aloch of Moridin isn't true anymore. Pushing people down and letting them die from exposure is not even true today because we don't have the sense of the, 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 the person's Averis aren't the same thing. They're not Machayev that, the way they were Machayev in the time of Chazal. Here of Erlinger, you know, like most of the yeshiva world and most, even Rav Nissen Karelitz, who, who has a whole uh, a six or seven page essay, uh, you know, he was the nephew of the Chazanish, has a, an essay uh, about this. Um, also, you know, you know, mentions how machudish this Chazanish is. But, you know, I, I feel it's interesting, Rav Erlinger had to quote it, but as he says, you know, has to show him to be to be no, you know, again, he disagrees with the Chazanish, but Chazanish show him that anyone uh, should be incited uh, in such a way. An incredible piece of Gemara is in Daf Yud Ches in Rosh Hashanah, where the Gemara speaks, says that Abaya and Rabba uh, were Kohanim. Abaya, of course, was Rabba's nephew. And they both were descendants of the base Eli. Now, through the Navi who came to Eli and told him that all his descendants would die young. None of them would live really past 20 years old. Um, the Gemara says that um, both Abaya and Rabba, Abaya and his uncle Rabba, did happen to live past uh, 20. And the Gemara says that the the rabbi made a drosha from the Pusik. Because the Pusik, when it spoke about uh the the, the kolo of base Ailey, it mentions that um that uh that again everyone is gonna die before they're twenty. That there's no carbonus that can work. No zevach, no mincha. It's never going to work. So Rabbi made a drasha. Why did the Novi tell us zevach or mincha? It must be with Torah you could be mischaper. And Abaya added to that, bezevach or mincha in a mischaper of a mischaper b'Torah uvegemilas chasodim. And the truth is, is that Abaya's uncle only lived to be forty. Abaya lived to be sixty. And the Gemara says the reason was because he was Osik in Torah and Gemilas Chesed. By the way, this is not Reverend, this is me. It would seem in, in, in the Gemara itself, we don't see so much of Abaya's Maisim of Gemilas Chesed. Uh, again, obviously Abaya's on, I don't know how many pages of Shas, but you don't necessarily, the Gemara says he's Osik with Torah with Gemilas Chesedim. I would like to say that the Torah Gemilas Chasodim he did was how he dealt with his other Rebbe, how he dealt with Rabbi Yosef. We know that Rabbi Yosef was Shochach Talmudo. Rabbi Yosef uh, was not the same person he had been. Rabbi Yosef had, in, in many ways, um, declined uh, mentally. Uh, he still was an incredible, powerful force. And Abai studied with him and learned with him and really brought him back into the Beis Medrash uh, again and again and again. And he knew how to coddle him and coddle him, but also to, in a way, cajole him in the right way to to sort of get him back as much as possible. And I think it's with Abaye and Rabbi Yosef uh, that you see really like sometimes the pinnacle of, of Gemilas Chesed, where it's actually Gemilas Chesed in Torah, Ein Gevikel Tazaman, as we would say, that was all tied up together. Again, he might have, again, I, I don't deny the fact that there were other Maisim of Chesed that he did, but I think if you look in Shas, that's where you see it. That's where you see the, the Gemilas Chesed of Abai. So anyway, Abai was able to live 40 years more, is able to live to be 60. So Rav Erlinger points out on this piece of Gemara that if you look at the Gemara Nyevomis, the Gemara Nyevomis, the Girsa, and again, you could just say uh, the Neschoyas were Meshuvish and what was the proper Girsa. The Gemara doesn't just, the Gemara doesn't say that Abai was was Torah and Gemilas Chasodim. The Gemara Nivomis on Dav Kufei just says, Mishapru Gemilas Chasodim without Torah. 
So from there, Rav Erringer makes the diuk, assuming that that text is, is a solid text and a solid version of what Abayah said, like an alternate version, you see that you can be even without Torah and get Kapara. So he says, it could be an Arsugya too, ain't steer with Radovar. So even Argamara, it's not necessarily a machlekas in two Mesiris and Abaya. When it says Mishaper Bitaira Ubigamilas Chasodim, the Vav is sort of one or the other. That each one can work. And therefore the two sugyas aren't so to each other. Okay. What does he point out with that? Nafgamina, so what about a person, you know, you see this Gemara and you say, so what about a person who can't learn? So if a person can't learn Nebuch, he just can't, it just doesn't take to him or the situation of the, who he married and the Parnosa that he's involved in or what his family demands from him, or he doesn't have anyone to teach him, you can still be maflig Rabbi Erringer deepens this by quoting the Tesis. Tesis mentions there um, the idea of, of, of mazel. And Tesis mentions that uh, the Gemara talks about Rabbi and Ravchista. Because Tosis says the gear says Rabbi and Arova. And the Gemara mentions how that Rabbi only lived to be 40 and Ravchista lived to be 90, you know, like Rav Erlinger. So the, um, it's Meduik and Tesis, he says, that when the Gemara says the Gemara says that Rabbah didn't have mazel, it's mashma that there's two things. First, there's the kolol of the base Eli. okay, but there was also the fact that he didn't have mazel, so he was able to fight both by learning Torah, but he only got the forty. But had he had a more positive mazel, even with Torah itself, he could have lived longer. He could have actually gone even further. And again, that fits in to what he says in the paragraph before, that there were people, the same way he's saying with chesed itself, you're able to stave off and live a longer life. Rabbah could have lived longer than 42. So again, he doesn't want to say, well, you know, learn Torah only, and that's, that's not good enough. You could, if you have the right mazel, through Torah, stave off any sort of death as well. And um, we, with the title that he's an Osek Bechesed is not true because Abaya was the one who was Osek Bechesed. So he says, so Rav, Rav Erlinger gives this a, a, a definition. And he says that in order to really be a standout, that Torah can be Matzil and Megan, and Chesed should be Matzil and Megan, it's not enough that you learn. You have, to, you, you have to be a standout. You have to be beyond like Abaya was with Rabbi Yosef. That's the fact that you do chesed, that's, you're not going to get that title. You have to be a mitzayin and in learning as well. You have to be a mitzayin in, in your learning and your gemilas chesed. That's when you've reached a madrega. And, and again, this is, a, 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 again, a, to me, a very wonderful lesson for the, his audience, for them to see. It's not just that, okay, I learned, I kept my story. Were you, were you, were you mitzayin? Were you something special? Were you something unique? Were you something that you were ashamed of? Then, then you could say, Yitaka reached a madrega. The, um, then he quotes, and we'll end with this. The, uh, we know that, when it comes to the Aver of Chilu Hashem, the Gemara in Yuma says that you don't have Kapora Yilomus, that it's only that nothing is Machaper Be'olam Hazev for Chilu Hashem. Yom Kippur isn't Machaper, Yisurim isn't Machaper. That's what the Gemara says about Chilu Hashem. So the Rabbeinu Yoyna in the Shar Dalet, which is a very short Shar, uh, takes this issue by the horns and says, a Chidush, that if you're Isaac and Kiddush Hashem, it's able to take away the Chilu Hashem. If you have a life that you're Makdish to Kiddush Hashem, that could somehow make up 
and take away the Avera of Chilu Hashem to the point that you could be mischaper even in this world if you live a life dedicated to Kiddush Hashem. Everyone, that piece for Yona is very well known. What is not as well known is a number of paragraphs later, Rabbeinu Yona says that you could also be Zoha through Torah. That learning Torah itself can take away Chilu Hashem as well. Um, now, own, but not completely, meaning that you, you're not going to need Yisurim. So he, he says that you are able, if you learn Torah properly, um, you, could, you are able to take away the issue of, Yis, of Yisurim happening to you. If you, and, and he brings a raya, Rabbeinu Yonah know, does from this Gemara. So we know by Beis Eili, there was a, a, a Chil Hashem involved, the Chil Hashem of everybody knew how terrible they had acted. And we know the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah says that Torah can be mischaper, at least can stave it off. So Huadin, the Avera of Chil Hashem, um, if, if you learn Torah B'yigia the way you should, then that could take away the, the, the punishment of, and the Oynish of Chil Hashem of those types of Yisurin that are demanded. Um, Rav Erlinger points out that it's a Chiddush Godel. In other words, Chazal say that you got to have Yisurim. You got to have Yom Kippur. You have to have tshuva. You have to suffer. All to take away the Chilu Hashem. Rabbi Neon is saying you can knock the Yisurim off by learning Torah and being Isaac and Kiddush Hashem. So Rav Erlinger asks, he says, the Raya Rabbi Yonah has from base Eli is not so strong. Because even if you want to say Eli's children themselves did Chilu Hashem, but the, the, but that was now a clop against the generations to come. They didn't do Chilu Hashem. Their, their ancestor did. Eli's children, Chofni and Pinchas, they did Chilu Hashem. But someone who actually does the Aveira of Chilu Hashem to say that Torah, again, living a life of Kiddush Hashem, and Torah is itself to be Masalak from Yisurim. So, what Ervinger says, Vice does that Rabbeinu Yonah holds that since what happened here was these Averis mean that anyone that comes from this family is going to have that Einish, and the Einish is a descend is a direct result of the Avera of, of Chilu Hashem. So it's really a Hefts of Chilu Hashem punishment on all the generations of Bnei Eli. That's the way Rabbi Yonah understood it. So therefore, so, the same way the Bnei Eli, like Rabba and Abaya, were able through Torah and acts of chesed also, seemingly, that could also, in a way, be another kapara for Chilu Hashem. Now, I have to tell you, he's not really saying the Bnei Torah near Yisrael when like you spoke about before, it's it's almost like Chil Hashem is just waiting to happen. So often, in terms of, of what people are going to assume about is that the way Bnei Torah are, etc. So highlighting this Rabbi Yoyna and using the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah to say yes, if you were over Chil Hashem, there are ways to 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 be mischaper, and the way to be mischaper, as he said, is to be mitzdayin. Obviously, be Kiddush Hashem, which is Rabbi Yonah's main Kiddush, but also you're able to, to be Mitzdayan in Torah and Chesed, and not just learn Torah, but be Misyageya, be Mitzdayan in Torah and Chesed. And I think those are the things which can, can, can ameliorate against the Chil Hashem, which he knew, and unfortunately we st- still know, is being Merakid Beinenu. So, so highlighting this gives hope and also gives a direction. Because otherwise, people become insensitive completely. 
for them to realize how Chomer Chil Hashem is, but realize what are the eights that they have to to deal with it and and to bring people to a, a sense of shlemus and hopefully an understanding as we as uh, of, of of that not to to live a life where your azatsanua where that's not even going to be an issue. And Ravarango, of course, did live that type of life. Uh, he very much out of the limelight, very much not involved in in politic, uh, like the Briskarov himself. And in that way, um, I, I hope that these uh, these shtiklach, in a way, give a, little, a, a sense of his of his on the nyana, but also I think of his of his pedagogy of what, although he had retired from being a rebbe, I think he was still very much speaking to the door uh, within these farms. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.